Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again for some laughs and some heartwarming discussion of, you know, sentient AI computers, my dear friend, the brain himself, Commander Eric. How are you, good sir? Wow, we're off to a great start. (laughs) (laughs) Professional podcast, professional podcast, yeah. That's right, that's what we are. That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) The magic of the nether sphere of stuff. I don't know, that sounded better in my head, and then it came out and it just did that. (laughs) Just like that. Uh, oh man yeah all right so now that we're off to a great start how are you my friend i'm doing quite well (laughs) how are you doing i'm all right i'm all right okay that was that was good (laughs) man (laughs) we may or may not have had like a giggle or two as we were trying to get this started today yeah there might have been a false start there it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The since the last time uh, we um, we did our chit chat stuff, um, I was on um, a little adventure. Uh, been traveling and stuff. Um, had a chance to go somewhere. That I've been. I've always wanted to go, and um, that's Denver, Colorado. Um, I got to go um, out west just for. A little bit for a professional conference and um, had a good time. Uh, my hotel room, dude, I gotta say, my window like was looking right at the mountains and oh my gosh, was that an amazing view to wake up to. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to Denver at all, Eric? I have stopped at the airport for a quick little layover, oh, but I don't get... really count. I don't really count that. Dude, don't get me started on that airport. Do not get me started on that airport. <laughs> yeah, not good. Hmm. Well, they did a lot of... I, apparently, like, one of the terminals is, like, brand new and stuff. But, I don't know, maybe I'm spoiled. Maybe I shouldn't be spoiled. Like, I, I know there's probably some people out there like, It's the government, man. It's the government. They want you to think that it's a privilege, man. But they're stealing your liberty, man. So, like, there's a point to that. Um... <laughs> So, um, I don't know if you have TSA pre-check, like with flying and everything, but I fly so much for work and just other stuff that I figure, why not? It's it's a convenience and stuff. Sure, like you can sure. just zoom through security and and whatnot. So almost every up until this most recent trip, um, this was the very first. Uh, airport that I've been to where TSA pre-check has hours. So like, you know, fly to Ohio, you know, Florida, Nevada, Texas, I mean, pick a state, okay? Just pick a state. And like, there's a TSA pre-check. Indiana, okay? Indiana, this Fort Wayne, Indiana airport, about the size of my garage, okay, has TSA pre-check open all day, every day, 24 hours. You fly into Denver, TSA pre-check is only open from 4 a.m. until 7.45 p.m. I mean, that's like basically normal business hours. 
and I just don't I don't get like why you would do that I mean I I, I did ask like one of the security folks I'm like what in the world's going on like why is there no TSA pre-check right now oh we're low staff I'm like well hire more people guy <laughs> I, I don't know it just it was I mean they got that government money so they can obviously hire more people <sighs> anyway I was a little I was a little perturbed. I mean, I had like an early flight when I was coming back. Just I wanted to get back home to my family, see my wife and kids. So I got a stupid early flight, which meant I had to be there stupid early. So I left my hotel at 3 a.m. Um, on my day, and I get there at like 3.30, 3.40, something like that. And I'm like looking for a TSA pre-check, and it's like, does not open until 4 a.m. I'm like, oh, frick, I'm not waiting 20 minutes just to go through a pre-check line. Like, all right, general boarding, stupid early, no big deal. Dude, I felt like I was in a queue at Disney World. Like, how freakishly long that thing I knew was. you had to join us, plebes. I mean, I, no, I mean, but know, like for... Welcome to the, to the plebeville. But seriously, like 3.40 in the morning, and it was like packed. That's crazy. Packed. Like, I waited... What day of the week was this? It was a Saturday. It, like not even like a major travel day, like a Sunday or a Monday, right? Like three forty on a Saturday, and I That's waited forty five minutes in in that line just to get to the front where you start to like go through and do all your screening stuff. You should have just waited those twenty minutes. Apparently, I should have. Apparently, so I would say I'm gonna like write a sternly worded. Uh, letter or something to someone but I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not <laughs> let's be but honest I'm let's, not let's be honest but I mean it's it's frustrating you know you pay for this convenience right and it's like the first place you go to without it and it's like really really but I mean other than that I mean that's like a blip like on the grand scheme of things like um I mean I had a great time um got to um Spent a little bit of time, like one, my first evening there with one of my friends, uh, which I believe you know, Eric um, Sherston. She lives in um, okay. in Colorado. Yeah. Sure. So I got to have dinner with her and her husband at this uh, restaurant there in the Denver area. So that was that was pretty nice. And um, I mean, other than that, just had a great time at the conference, presented on, um, on a Thursday. And um, here I am, just living the good life, you know, in between semesters, ready to... Or, or in between sessions of a semester, ready to rock and roll again. Joys of teaching. Some brief fall break. Very brief. Very brief, yes. Yeah. So There are some brief fall breaks. Like, we just had a four-day weekend for Indigenous Peoples Day, formerly known as Columbus Day. Right. There's, there's parent-teacher conferences this Friday, but they're like... It's just like you have to sit at your desk in your room, and parents may come, they may not, right? Mm-hmm. There's no you. So like last year, we sat there. I sat there, and like one person showed up for me for like four hours. I was like, oh my god, this is boring. But you couldn't like go anywhere. You had to sit at your desk because what if what if you were gone and somebody showed up? Sorry, I had to use the restroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
They don't they don't do like a like a sign up genius or something to where no, it's like no sign ups. Man. I know, right? Tell me about it. I mean, that would at least be like somewhat courteous, like, hey, here are my slots. Sign up for this. Please sign up for this. Nope. Oh, no, don't sign up. I don't want to talk to you. I'm being perfectly but, like, but seriously, though, if you like, but if you put it out there, like, right. and you know, like, hey, only two people are going to, you know, be here, like, right. shoot, I can play, like, some, you know, uh, Microsoft pinball or something, you know, <laughs> all day. Yeah, open up the Minesweeper. That's right. I still can't figure out that oh, I dad love, gum I, game. That's, it's super easy. The number is the number of bombs or mines that border that tile. I, my wife's tried teaching it to me. I just don't get it. It's really simple once you figure yeah. it out. Like Euchre, it's really simple once you figure it out. Once you figure it I still haven't figured Euchre out. <laughs> All right. A, the jacks are the bowers, bowers right? right? I know right? that. Right? They're bigger For, than the – they're bigger than – it was a game invented by German farmers because bower means farmer in German. Right, and they were sick and tired of the royalty, the kings and queens, telling them what to do. So they made the jack, the bower, the 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 important card. Yeah, I need to clarify for like the people around the world that do not understand a Michigan card game for one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude, it's on the card game app on my phone. I've been multiple places, like, and people have no idea what euchre is when I bring it up. And I'm like, not every card game is spades or hearts or go fish, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, dude, I spent so many like summer camps, both with 106. I'm shocked that you couldn't figure it out. It. I'm like. Okay, there's there's a five, and I move a card, and that's a score or something. You use the fives to keep score. Yeah. It's not that complicated. But I don't know, like, what's a good hand and what's not. That's about it. All right, well, count, count the number of Trump. Two jacks, ace, king, queen, ten, nine, right? Okay. Seven. If you have at least three of them, that's a good hand. That's a good hand. Because you can assume you can assume your partner has one of them, so together you have four of the seven. Which everyone, I would like to position. welcome you. I would like to welcome everyone to the Card Shark Podcast with your host, Eric. Airy <laughs> <laughs> C in the house. What's up, Airy C? That's right. I'll learn you some good card games. He's going to learn you real good how to play the card games. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Oh shoot! Well, apart from that, man, how, um, and like people not showing up or whatever, and for parent-teacher conferences, what else has been going on in your world, man? Um, uh, you know, the eclipse was this weekend. Yeah, the, it was called the Ring of Fire eclipse. I know there were some people that were disappointed because they were like, "I was expecting it to be dark, like look like nighttime," but no, it was really cool. You know, the Ring of Fire, how like. I don't know, the moon or the sun was too far away to cover completely. So all you saw, you saw the little ring around it. Yeah, man. It was pretty cool. We took we took my nephews out to see it. That was fun. They had a good yeah, day. I remember seeing some oh, messages cool. pop up. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. seeing some stuff pop up uh, from your wife, um, like on the the hunt for um, for some eclipse glasses or something. Yeah, for some eclipse glasses. Yeah, we found some right at the park. That's good. Right. We had we made sure we got there early enough so they didn't run out. I was about to say, I hope you didn't pick some off the ground. Like that's super sketch, dude. No, no, no. They were handing them out. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, my my wife was um, at one point looking for some because we had like I don't know when it, when it was last, but like a couple years back, like we got some like eclipse glasses and we're like, let's just hold on to these for the next time there's an eclipse. And then we couldn't really find them. But I'm like, they're in one of these drawers. <laughs> How many junk drawers do you have? Well, it was either one of the drawers in our, um, like it was either the center drawer in our bathroom or it was the junk drawer in the kitchen. But I was of no use because, my dude, I was crazy sleep deprived on Saturday. Um, ah, I see. So we got home. Uh, when, after I, when I got home, we went straight to have, bre- have breakfast together and then do some shopping. And I was like starting to fade when we were doing some shopping. And it was about time for lunch. We get the kids home, get start getting them fed, and I'm like, I'm going that way. And I laid down. <laughs> I had a three-hour nap. It was amazing. It was glorious. I went to, I, I took my nap around 12:30 or so, and I woke up about quarter to four. It was awesome. And I still slept for eight hours that night too. So yeah, I was, I was pretty tired. Pretty tall. Nice. Yeah. Anywho, anywho. Uh, well, dude, do you want to press on and talk Trek? Yes, let's do this. All right, let's do this. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to the show. So glad that you're here. Uh, this is your red alert as we go into spoilerific territory talk about season four episode seven star trek lower decks a few more badges a few more badges right the return of badgie oh the friggin return of badgie i was trying to think when was the last time we saw badgie was i'm glad you asked because i wrote it down season one episode six terminal provocations okay wait that was the big badgie episode right yeah but didn't we see Badgie in the season one finale. Was it the finale? Didn't we? Isn't he the one that caused? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. I thought it was more than one episode where we saw Badgie. I thought it was. I thought it was Terminal Provocations. Oh, well, that yeah, that was the the yeah. I, maybe I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't remember. He showed show up well. in season one. Did some stuff. Right. And that's and then the last we, time we saw him. And then we had, like, the episode last season where where we learned that, like, um, the, the not the Alito, but the, the Texas-class ships, the code that they were using was based on the code for Badgie. But I don't think right. we saw Badgie in that episode. No. Okay, no. so season one callback. Yep. Yep. So we have... Um, I, I, I feel like I'm going to lovingly question mark call this the peanut hamper trilogy I mean where would you rank the peanut hamper trilogy right <laughs> right so 
<laughs> so Peanut Hamper shows up right in episode 10 of season one right but, and the first episode the first the first part in the trilogy is usually the best one right sure right <laughs> not right? always but like yeah. yeah no small parts right right that's where we we get to see peanut hamper and then again in a mathematically perfect redemption you know it was the empire strikes back of freaking peanut hamper right no no. no, it's like the the Scream Two. <laughs> no, actually, Scream Two is not not the worst one of those. No, it's not. No, no. No, it's no. It's I'm not. looking at you, Scream Three. <laughs> <laughs> and Scream Six. Bro, don't ruin for me. I haven't seen it yet. <sighs> okay, well, it's not good. Okay. It's been out for a while, Chase. Like. Well, more on that later. <laughs> um so yeah we have we have peanut hamper showing up in this episode and uh we also have our boy agamus who we saw in um gosh what was that season two season two where pleasant pleasant fountains lie was it where pleasant fountains lie yeah yes that's right it was the the renaissance fair episode yep yep so we have um we're putting a team together. It's like the the Avengers of, of evil AI. <laughs> yeah the the um, the description was like the Cerritos crew encounters three evil computers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we open we open here and like this opening actually got me a little excited because I thought we were gonna get some answers. Because we, you know, we open with some scavengers or whatever. They're doing some debris, and they find Rutherford's, um, the thing that got torn uh, yeah, off. Yeah, his him. visor thing, yeah. Buys back from season one, right, mm-hmm. in our incident. And they, you know, they claim it, and Badgie tricks them and takes over. And then, you know, cue credits, right? And then we come back from credits, and there's some binars. We'll get to that in a second. The binars are then attacked by this mystery ship. And I'm like, did we just get the answer? Is the mystery ship, is it Badgy? I so thought that's what was happening here. That would have been something. And that's not what happened. Dude, can I just, I want to interrupt this show to just, and and I'm sure I'm going to piss someone off just by even saying this, just having any degree of frustration about anything. But bro, I got to level with you. I'm frustrated that we're in episode seven and we have like nothing. That's, we get these big answers toward the end, right? That's what this new era of Star Trek is, right? I mean, like, just, just give it a tease. Like just sprinkle stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. give a little sprinkling. It doesn't even have to be every episode, but give like, like maybe every other episode or every third episode, something just sprinkle something give us the hook instead of just doing a dump on like the last two episodes or I mean, the yeah. last episode right yeah 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 that's i mean yeah that's i'm just i'm just frustrated with this this type of storytelling i know i mean look truly if if there are people out there that dig this cool enjoy the heck out of it but th- as a 
I don't know, as a, someone in their mid-30s, I'm just frustrated with this kind of storytelling. It just, it, I don't, I feel like I'm like watching the show, and please don't take this the wrong way, people in Listerland. I feel like I'm watching the show out of obligation because I have to, as opposed because I want to. Right, and I know, I know there's this thought that if you have the mystery and you just put little, you just give the tease, like that will make people come back because they they want to figure it out they they want to know the answer but like if you tell a good story and you give us pieces along the way that will make people come back and that will actually i think make people more excited rather than just watching because they have to yeah right like i know i said this one time in in college and i was we were reading a book called the woman in white um, and it was like a mystery novel and like nothing was happening for the longest time. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to finish reading this book just because I have to know what happens. Not because like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. and It's a page turner. But it's like nothing is happening. And I just have to get to the end to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way I feel right now. I'm sorry to anybody who's a woman in white fan by Wilkie Collins. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there are some people out there. But, like, I, I get that's that's kind of the idea of what we're, you're feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. And if this was a binge, like, it's last episode. Tell me the answer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right, well, let's let's... Again, let's mosey on through. Let's keep on trucking. So, yeah, we 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 are we're gathering like we're getting some scrap. Badgie tricks these folks, you know, hijacks it, and then you know we see mystery ship right, like you said. Binars are involved, which we haven't seen the binars in forever. Ever since you know first season of Next Gen, basically. Yeah, it was the only episode they were ever in. Yep. Um, and then the does its thing and looks like you got some you have some salvage. Yay. And here we are on the Cerritos and we're in the middle of a briefing, right? And it's it's Carol uh, Captain I almost said doctor. Yeah, Captain but, but before we do that Badgie's like, "Ooh, I think I can use this to our advantage." Yeah. And that's what got me thinking like Badgie's behind this. Mhm. Mhm. No. So yeah, we have we have uh, Captain Freeman giving a briefing with um, Commander Ransom and our lower decker uh, cast um, about some uh, information, right? But also some um, AI folks in the mix of all this. Yep, it's our top pro- star. It's top priority. Oh, sending the Cerritos. We're finally getting some credit here. Now nah, we're just yeah, the we're just the closest ship. one. Oh, okay, but. Um, Lieutenant Tendy, you're not going. Nope. Peanut Hamper's up for parole. Oh, what's she done this time? She's been a mo- she's been a model prisoner, getting out early. What? I guess the system works. <laughs> this is like the eternal Tendi. optimist in her she life. She really is. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, really and truly. Like and she didn't even think like, oh, this, is this a ruse? But then. Bradward over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then, oh, by the way, in a very convenient sort of way, 
we uh, we have Agamus, who um, just so happens to have information about what just happened, and uh, he wants a certain um, ensign to go talk to him about it. Yeah, the stringy meat pie ensign, or something like <laughs> Joke's that. Joke's on him. I'm a lieutenant junior grade now. Oh, bro, oh, Brad. Oh, Brad. So, here we go. Um, what what do you think about this image, dude? Like, we have Peanut Hamper and Agamus in a garden doing their thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, I... I liked the return of Agam. You know, I I liked Agamus in the episode he was in, and then sure. there was the small little tease of him, like in the in the Peanut Hamper episode last season. It's kind of funny. They're they're doing their maniacal laugh, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't I can't do. It. I, David did a really good evil laugh last week. Right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't I can't do the evil laugh, right? I mean, you know who can though. Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, he can. That guy's amazing, right? Just bring, just more Jeffrey Combs. Just you know, all, all of it, all the. Just Jeffrey bring Combs. him back. Yeah, he's yeah. like, look, look at my way. I can trick them. <laughs> he sounds constipated, and then he turns blue. <laughs> oh, man, sends out these little drones and like watering the flowers. Goodness. Peanut hampering, yeah. like tilling the ground. Uh, but you know, before that, we see all the computers there in like group therapy circle. Yeah, we do. I don't know how you feel about group therapy, but like, it's like we just got them. They're all on like folding chairs in a circle, like they're at some kind of AA meeting or something. <laughs> oh, group therapy. I've done I've done group before, but. We'll leave, it, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that was that was a little silly seeing that. <sighs> but, I, you know, I know, listen, when I saw, like, a oh, peanut hamper, like, I, like, who is clamoring for peanut hamper? I'm sure sh- there's got to be somebody out there that's clamoring for peanut hamper. But, like, judging based on our award show, it's not our listeners. No. Right? <laughs> like, judging from no. our award show, like, look at the three bad awards. What won them all? Peanut Hamper. She's a real but winner. I'm sure there are some people out there like, Peanut Hamper! Yes! <laughs> it's like the, um, what is it, the Vince McMahon meme? You know, <laughs> where it's like... <laughs> Yeah. Starts out all calm, but then it's like, you know, next level, like Super Saiyan, like (laughs) negative lighting, whatever. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, shoot. All right. Well. But, you know, Peanut Hamper's got her. They're watching some movie, right? I don't know what they're watching, but then. Peanut Hamper's got her parole hearing, which we don't see, by the way, no. at all, right? It's we're focused more here on Agamus. Yeah, right. It's and, this, and they they have this whole ruse in in mind, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. like they're going to they're, they're they're putting on this like good show, right? Like good behavior and everything, like saying they've changed so that they can go have their own buddy cop movie, 
basically in taking over and subjugating a planet together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, you know, Boimler knows it's a, like, it's a ruse, but, you know, oh, we, we, get, we need this intel on this ship, so I'm gonna, like, let it play out, right? Just, and so I know what you're up to, but, you know, let's, let's see where this goes. So, Peanut Hamper basically goes off and does her thing, um, and Agamus is like moving forward with his own plan, and um, things start to go a little sideways, and we are—I um, don't, I don't know which which storyline to really talk about first. I which feel like why we, we should just follow this storyline. The Agamus and Peanut Hamper one. Yeah, till its conclusion. Okay, it's it's a little bit more brief, I think. Yeah, I mean the tight the episode title is the Badgie storyline. Yeah. Anyway, we're on the shuttle with Tendi and and uh, Boimler and Peanut Boimler. Hamper, or not Peanut Hamper, Agamus, and he's got his little drones, and he manages to take over the the shuttle, and we're going this way, right? And somehow he gets restraints on. On Boimler and Tendi. Yeah, now he has like some kind of like um, portable wireless something or another that he can activate, and um, they're all shocked that he can change his his light color. <laughs> you really are evil. <laughs> yes. The blue really is soothing. Yeah. So yeah, he sends out his little like he melts the box or whatever it is, and sends out his drones or something like that and essentially handcuffs our folks and just subdues them and next thing we know we're basically on a shoreline having a chit chat while yeah. Tendi does a little zen garden <laughs> yeah she's making her sand castles yeah by the way did you I, I've been trying to figure it out and I, if anyone's going to know this help me commander Eric you're my only hope what was she doing with that sandcastle like do you know like what building or what thing that was because you know like we're trying is to put as Ch- much Star Trek into Star pa- Trek is it Chavez Palace I, I have no idea what that was <laughs> or is it Zordon's little pal- castle thing <laughs> <laughs> kind of looked like that to me I was like I was just trying to think like, what Star Trek building would that have been like I was thinking maybe like Daystrom but we just saw Daystrom like in the opening scenes right so like mm. what what would that have been? I don't know. Okay, cool. Good talk. What do you think it was? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it could have been, like, Daystrom, but... Oh. I don't no, know. Like, it, it was like... like, like Jabba's Palace to me. <laughs> I mean, it was like... It had, like, a flat top. So, mm-hmm. like, if anything, like, like a Starbase 1 kind of thing, you know? Um, maybe it was an Orion building. Maybe. But, you know, Mike likes to put as much Star Trek as he can in Star Trek, so I was just trying to think, like, what was that dang Easter egg that that sandcastle could have been? Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, Agamus is all worried here. He's like, where's Peanut Hamper? She could be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or she could be double-crossing me. And and we he finds, like, her little hoe on the beach. She's not here. She's already gone. But we can we can track her down, right? We can we can look. We can basically she's on parole. We gotta know where she is at all times. 
Right? So we track her down and she's in the middle of nowhere. And she's actually had a change of heart about everything. Yes, so we go out. we now we go wait, we go someplace else first, don't we? Well, we all we do end up on the planet that they're going to take over. Right. And he's he's launched all these drones, right? And he's basically sitting in the high tower on his throne, kind of coming to the realization that he's sad that his friend isn't there to conquer the world with him, basically. Right, right. And then this is where we say, now we're going to go find her in the in yeah. the parole, like, yeah. the tracking thing. Yeah, and that's where she really has said, like, I've had a change of heart and yeah. good for you type of thing. Good for you, right? Like, I realized when we were writing our fake parole speech, it wasn't fake. I actually meant it. I didn't. I don't. I, I don't actually like subjugating people. And I was like, I didn't want to subjugate anybody anymore. I just wanted to be with you, right? Whatever it took to be with you. I want to do what you want to do. Oh man. Do Do you think we're? Uh, I don't know. If, I'm not gonna. No. I'm not even gonna say it because I don't want. No. No. More. No. Okay. So, we uh, when it's all said and done, right? Agamus once again is back in the the wall with other evil sentient AI computers. He does his really good evil laugh? Yes. Right next to an, an evil computer um, named Tyrannicus. Tyrannicus, wasn't it? Tyrannicus. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Can you teach me to be good? I don't know, Tyrannicus. <laughs> okay. Well, back to Badgie. Um, what this episode seems to be all about. Badgie um, is just like going all sorts of nuts, right? And we're we're getting word of stuff happening with this ship so we're going to um, investigate it a little bit and um, was it Mariner gets involved and uh, Rutherford and uh, yeah Rutherford. yeah we show up at the site of this distress call and we start getting attacked mm -hmm. and, we, and, and Rutherford know. has this idea of basically doing a spacewalk uh, without authorization and well, basically, he's going to sacrifice himself, he thinks. Like, Badgie really wants him, not not like anybody else. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you created me and then you tried to kill me, so I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. So he And he gets... starts attacking the Cerritos, and he knows all of the secrets, all the engineering secrets that Rutherford programmed into him. Mm-hmm. So, goes over there, and then uh, he goes out to space, like right in the spacesuit, and then ultimately ends up on this scavenger ship that we've been talk that was we've seen since the beginning of the episode. Uh, Mariner makes it over there too, and that's when we start to see shenanigans. We see like <laughs> badgified crew members. I mean. Yeah, like the one guy is being controlled still by the visor yeah. thing. The evil yeah. triangle, he calls yeah. it. 
And we have apparently hollow emitters all over this dang ship. So mm-hmm. that's how bad G can be all over the ship. Right. And Rutherford's like, I should have done this a long time ago. And he gives him a hug. Yeah. A big giant bear hug. Right? I mean, you know, the world will be a better place if we could solve our problems with big giant bear hugs, right? Do you want to hug Eric? <laughs> like, I shouldn't have treated you like some science project. I should have treated you like what you really are. You're my son. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty sweet. For like right? the split second that it was happening. You know, I thought that killing people would bring me happiness. But it doesn't. That's right. And then what happens? We start having some, like, alters start to happen. Like, we get goodgy. Goodgy. <laughs> like, all the good over here. It's like it's like the mirror. In, it's like the, the enemy within, right? We get the transporter accident. We get the good Kirk the, and then the bad Kirk. Mm-hmm. And then we basically repeat that, like, a little bit later, and we get, what was it, logic-y? Well, doesn't like Goodie gets killed, right? Eventually, yes. Right, and then um, like Rutherford's trying to talk to Badge. He's like, "Will killing all these people actually make you happy?" No, no, it won't. <laughs> so I would like to point something out for for something for um all the uh, the disco loving fans out in the the listener verse these were all the disco colors by the way i don't know if you noticed that i did not it was like gold silver and bronze okay so if you, you remember like from like their original uniforms right and their badges like those were like the division colors oh i i honestly i never could tell i don't know it was the lighting maybe yeah i couldn't, I couldn't tell so yeah, we got like a little bit of um of some some disco love in this, just with like that very very subtle like color variations for the different iterations of Badgie. So just like uh-huh, that. But out. now that Gucci is broken off, and now that Logicy is broken off, like bad Badgie over here, right? He's like, I'm not just gonna kill you. I'm going to kill everyone. Right. He's going Don't to upload himself upload... into all of subspace, basically. Right, and take over all of the Federation that way and kill everyone. Which I'm still I'm a little confused about that. I mean, I am. I'm confused about that. So I might need to sound like an idiot for just a, a moment and maybe you can like bring me back, Eric, but So in the in what do we say it was? Right. Terminal Provocations, Season 1, Episode 6. Right. So this was Starfleet Tech, right? Part of Rutherford's visor system thing, right? Mm-hmm. So in the grand scheme of things, that should have all been connected in some form or fashion to a Starfleet database in some form some way so 
this is where I'm a little confused. Like, shouldn't there be a form of badgie that is still connected to, like, this Starfleet Federation type of system? Like, why, why does, like, this evil, mega, megalomaniacal kind of AI really need to upload themselves into subspace if they're already there? Am I overthinking this? <sighs> well... Make it make sense, Eric. Did they? I don't remember. Did they separate Badgie? Like, why is Badgie in Rutherford's visor? That's why I remember from, like, the last episode of season one. Didn't they, when they tried to go over to the, the Packlet ship, didn't Badgie somehow show up? and try to kill people. Isn't that why Shax had to to, to sacrifice himself? Yeah. Because he, he ripped the thing yeah, off of him. Yeah, that's right. Badgie was inside, like he was removed from the, from the system. Yeah, that's right. See, this is why I said I had all that disclaimer stuff. This is why I have you make things make sense. <laughs> well, I'm doing my best here. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. You're good number one. Right. Um, but anyway, what happens then is a Logiki tries to jump inside Badgie, and then they start fighting. It's like the two personalities <coughs> are literally fighting each other. They are, yeah. Which was like they don't care about us. Well, they might if you give them the chance. It was almost like a, a callback to what we just saw, right in in Picard, like with Data and Lore. Yeah. But this time, Lore won basically. <laughs> Right. So yeah, logic and goodness are gone in all this. They're gone. They're gone. Like they are goner. And, uh, and Badgie has looks looks really creepy here. Crazy creepy. Am I he right? Looks like you know, like he's got like the Palpatine like yeah. melted face, right? <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty gnarly. So then. Uh, he is like definitely succeeding in like this kind of subspace broadcasting thing, and he um, like all they have to do is just like hit, um, like hit like what was it? Uh, what was the warp factor? Just like nine point nine. Nine point nine, and he can go into all of subspace basically, and everything starts glowing. He uploads, so he succeeds basically. Mm-hmm. In every ship. In every ship, every piece Including of... D-Space-9. Yeah. Right? We get a little D-Space-9 flash there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. You like that? And then he pops up like... Like... The guy at Shakari in Star Star Trek V, right? <laughs> Through the mm-hmm. middle of the galaxy. I can't... I forget what the guy's name was. What the... Do you remember what... what why would God need a starship? Do you remember mm-hmm. what that guy's name was? Mm-mm. Me neither. Yeah. So he's everywhere. We have an evil, sentient badgie everywhere. All day, mm-hmm. every day. It's like an IHOP for badgie. Right, yeah, but then, like, his being everywhere, he's like, I have unlimited power and knowledge, right? I'm everywhere. I'm a digital god. Why do I want to use my powers for evil? Essentially, if you're just now that. thinking of this, bro. Essentially, that's what he says. Yeah. 
You're literally just thinking of this. Well, I don't think he thought through his plan to be everywhere. But, okay, so... It's a it's a flawed computer pro. That's what you have to remember. But I know, right? but Badgie but, is bad tech, right? It's it's like flawed. It doesn't think correctly. It doesn't. But how could you even think that when you just got rid of your logic subroutine, basically? Because didn't logic he jump back into him? No. Yeah, he did, didn't he? I don't remember that. Logic he jumped into him when they were. That's why they were fighting each other. <sighs> All right. Okay, flawed tech. Why do I want to do this? And wants to basically ascend? Yeah, it does some ancient star Stargate stuff. I'm going, going to ascend. Going to go live with that koala bear. I'm going to go check out the Black Mountain, right? Get that. Yeah. That that's a good callback reference because Shaq's Died to defeat Badgie. But we don't talk he about it. Saw the Black Mountain. We don't talk about it though. But he saw the Black Mountain. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you and I don't know. He looks koala? like a phoenix. I don't know if it's like see a phoenix or something. But like behind him, he's got like a bird with wings. Like, is it a phoenix? I'm rising from the ash. I don't know. Did you notice the koala in the opening like Star Trek animation? No. Yeah, there's a koala. You know, like when like the. Show's ship is like flying around creating the delta. Uh huh. Yeah, like you, there's like a part where like the constellation has the koala for lower decks. Okay, okay. Yeah. Go back and look at that. There you go. Fun stuff. He's like, maybe I'll go create a universe or hang out in the Q continuum. Yep. And then he ascends. Yeah. There's the koala. Uh, Badgie, did you just turn into a god, says Mariner. <laughs> accidentally turn yourself into some so, kind of all-powerful god. Yep. But, like, the, I think Gucci is still around at this point. Yeah, Gucci is. Like, Logic, he jumped in, and they were fighting, but Gucci is still around. I thought that's right. Gucci didn't die. Yeah, Gucci is back, <laughs> back in the bay where they're working on that shuttlecraft, uh, the lower deckers, and um, he's like saying, "I have some information," and then he like starts to like get like an update or something, and you think he's gonna like go evil for like a hot second, and he doesn't. But do we get any worthwhile information at the end of the show, Eric? Uh, well, I mean, Agamus still had his scan, like the information that Agamus was gonna tell us, but like. Was it anything more than we already knew? Mm -hmm. I don't think it was. I mean, mm -hmm. was it? No, not really. No, no. So, like, what did we accomplish in this episode? Um, evil, did we malevolent. get any? Did we get any further on our main season-long story arc? No, and we still haven't seen any whales. No, and there's no whale. You're right. Although the whale probe is in the opening, has the whale probe always been in the opening? No, no, they've the been Borg adding. Cube? They add something each season. Okay, so the whale probe is in the opening credits, right? Because we're on season four, yep. the one with whales. I just want there to be an episode called the one with whales. <laughs> like, I mean, why? That seems like such an obvious thing, doesn't it? 
Like, right? <laughs> like, we oh. came, we called, we literally used the phrase TOS. Oh, back from the TOS era. Like, <laughs> oh, it stands for those old scientists. Like, <laughs> can we just, like, it's so obvious. I don't know if, if it's because it's so obvious that that's why it hasn't happened yet. That would, but it should have been episode season four, episode four should have been titled "The One with Whales." Man, that that would have been pretty good, right? Not, I wouldn't even have minded a little time travel. Like I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking right now just to see if we got anything for episode names and the next one's something no. with a cave. It's just called caves. The lower oh, deckers go on a classic cave mission. Oh, okay. That's it's the description. Caves? It's not like caves. into the cave pit of darkness where there is no light or some random long weird name. Nope. Really? I, it's, it's actually a little disappointing that there's not some. Would you weird, prefer it was long... called Into Darkness with Caves? Into the into darkness, caves beyond, cave of darkness. I don't know. I something. <laughs> no, no. <sighs> like I don't know. Into the cave of darkness, right? And then I don't know. Tomorrow's caves. Tomorrow, where where we where we meet tomorrow's caves or something like that. Plato's caves. For the cave is hollow and... Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have touched the floor. I have touched the, something. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah. The Vulcan cave. <sighs> Battle of the binary caves. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Cave yeah. 10C. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking with peanut oil, guy. Here we go. Um, far from caves. People of caves. People, yeah. People of caves. Scavenger caves. Uh, lift us out of the cave where suffering cannot <laughs> that cave is you <laughs> fly me to the cave where Pe I can hide and seek people of caves <laughs> yeah you said that one I uh, wanted to say it again Stormy caves. Stormy caves. All in caves. The galactic cave. The end of the cave is the beginning of the cave. Oh, man. Et in Arcadia Caves Ego. Mm. Mm. The last cave. The next cave. <laughs> We're just going to go through all these. Nepenthe <laughs> Cave. The Impossible Cave. Dream. Stardust, Stardust City Cave, lost and found in caves. <laughs> Remembrance of caves. 
let's tomorrow let's sleep. And t- among the lotus eaters caves super cave part one and two <laughs> tomorrow and tomorrow and caves how many people have turned off by now <laughs> like screw this i don't want to listen to the rest of this we're gonna go through 800 things we're gonna put cave in all of them somehow the best of both caves yeah all right uh star trek chronology page broken cave broken cave fight or cave strange new cave Cave. unexpected (laughs) cave terra cave these are the the caves the andorian cave (laughs) these are the caves (laughs) these are the caves all right, all right, Eric, we gotta stop, man. <laughs> we gotta pump the brakes on this. What if, okay, like all kidding aside, like what if next week Caves was Tidal. actually like an amazing episode? Like, oh well, that's fine. Like, there's some amazing episodes that have like some all the not joking, so great names. All the joking we're doing about Caves. Yeah. All right. Well, dude. Let's move into uh, let's move to the evaluation portion so we can tag team the uh, the Delta and how well the different divisions were represented in this episode. So, what are we thinking? I mean, I'm, I don't think there's any leadership or command really going on. I mean, you can say like Rutherford deciding to sacrifice himself is some sort of like command. I I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. I'm I'm reaching. Carol Freeman's like, I want to come up with a solution to this that doesn't involve sacrificing one of my one of my crew is like, you know, her saying, you know, doing I'm I'm reaching for that. Yeah, I'm just going to make an executive decision and say nothing. Okay, all right. All right. Let's and then there's the, as far as science, there's this thing. I think both Tendy and Mariner say it in this episode, like science is messy. Like, you know, sometimes you're going to screw up when you try to do something the first time, and that's okay. That doesn't mean, like, you've done anything wrong. And I really like that idea because that is what science is. It's about trial and error. You make a hypothesis, you test it out. If it doesn't work, you try again, right? For sure. And so, you know, Rutherford is kind of kicking himself, like, I created Badgie and I did this bad thing. But, like, you know, that's what science is. You were trying to create something and, you know, it didn't work. But that doesn't mean that you did something inherently bad. Yep. And, like, it goes back to, like, the grappler at the beginning. Like, oh, I almost hurt my friend. But, like, you're trying to do something good. And, like, nobody got hurt. So, you know, we can fix it. And at the end, we are, we're fixing the grappler. So, like... Mm-hmm. I, I think I want to give science just because I like that idea. Okay. I can live with that. I mean, I've been there myself with that very idea. So, mm-hmm. true story. All right. Let's move on to um, numerical rating. So, scale of 1 to 10. 1 being a dumpster fire. 10 being amazing. How do we rate this? I don't know. Who, I don't know if I want to go first. I don't, I don't think you want to go first either. So you want to rock paper scissors for it? Uh, how do you do it? Do you do it one, two, three, or do you do it on the fourth one? Okay. You know what? I'll be salty, and you can <laughs> you can potentially redeem this, but you can also join me uh, where I go to if you want to. Okay. All right. So 
looking at this episode, um, I got a level with you. This is this is not my episode. Okay, so my episode, th this rating is going to be different for people out elsewhere that like this episode, but this is not my episode. Um, I was bored to tears the first time that I watched this, and I did a few hard eye rolls. So um, I couldn't tell you what happened after the first time I watched it, and even preparing for um, this um, this discussion, I tried watching it and I fell asleep. Um, and I woke up hoping and praying I, did, I wasn't late to my own recording. Um, so I had a hard time with this. I did not want to see Peanut Hamper. Um, I did, definitely didn't want to see Badgie. But Agamus, I didn't mind. Uh, I think when, when I first heard that Peanut Hamper was, was coming back, it was like, really? Really? After a mathematically perfect redemption? Really? We're bringing that character back? Like, seriously, who is like, you know, lining, you know, Mike McMahon's, you know, wallet with like all those bills to like, get him back? Like, who is starting a change.org petition to get this character back in the show? Because you need to stop. Again, not my show. Or not, not my, my, not my show. Not my episode. I'm not digging this episode. I think the thing that makes it a little difficult is that, it, yeah, it's not for me, so it's not, like, I'm again, I don't want to yuck anyone else's yum. If you dig this, cool, but for me, this is, uh, ratings are very subjective, and you have to keep that in mind and try and, like, separate that from, like, your own experience as much as you're able to. Like, does it do the job of what Lower Decks sets out to do? Yeah, probably. Um... Is there, like, standout characters in this in terms of, like, you know, our three main AI folks? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Jeffrey Combs, like, nails it in everything he does as far as I'm concerned, especially within Star Trek. And I think he somehow made this episode a little bit more grounded. And that's probably saying more. Um, especially more than we've seen like in these other um, iterations, these other stories from like the Badgie character and the Peanut Hamper character. But I just didn't care about this episode. I just didn't care about it. I don't care. I will not watch it again. Um, I remember enough just to talk about it. Um, but uh, it doesn't move the story forward, really. I mean, we have another ship being blowed up by our mystery arrowhead white boom ship that's moving throughout space um, until we get some kind of something. I mean, this is just a, and I'm not going to say the, the F word, but I mean, it kind of is. It's just, it's, it is, it's that. And I don't care about this episode. I have no cares to give about this episode. Um... So, I'm going to come in a little higher than um, I think I was originally, but it's still not a good score. I think I'm going to give this episode... Uh, five. 
Eric, what are you thinking? I'll go there. I'll call it the F word. I'll call it filler. Um, but like that's not the worst thing you can call an episode. Like I, that's why I always yeah. do my my yelling, right? Because I'm 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 making fun of the trolls out there who call things filler and think that that's the worst thing that you could ever call an episode uh, is filler. Um, and usually those episodes that they call filler are character development episodes instead of plot episodes. Right. And so this episode is not a plot episode because Chase, you're absolutely right. Do, did we learn it? Do we know anything now at the end of this episode that we didn't know before? And the answer is no. Right. Like did Agamus have information? Okay. He had a drone footage and we saw the ship and Boimler's like, oh, we got to get back to the Cerritos and tell them. Tell them what? All you're seeing is the ship, right? You're not, you don't know who it is. You, you, you literally, you didn't learn anything. And as I've said, I, I just, I asked this question, what, like four or five weeks ago? When are we going to learn what this ship is? Is it going to be episode 10? Is it going to be the very end of episode nine? Right. I'm starting to think, yeah, it's going to be like the very end of episode nine or episode 10 before we learn what this thing is. They're just going to keep doing the same scene that they've done for six or seven weeks. And it's it's very frustrating um, like that. We're not moving plot forward. And at the same time, I felt like it's frustrating that we're not moving the plot forward. But like, can I also say I thought this episode was too busy like there was too much going on, but also at the same time, like nothing going on. If that makes sense, it does, I don't know actually. if it does. It was like there was too much stuff happening. We were like here over with the Cerritos and Badgie and the three different things that he split into, and then we were over here with had this Agamus story that could have been its own episode, really. Probably should have been its own episode, right? The Agamus peanut hamper stuff. So it felt like they had like these two bad yeah. A plots, two bad A plots, and they decided, well, we know they're both bad, so let's just put them together into one episode. Like that's, <laughs> I know that's not what the writers were thinking, but that's what it feels like to me. Mm -hmm. So it's like a really crammed episode. But at the same time, we didn't learn anything. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. And when I first heard Pina Hamper, I didn't even know Pina Hamper was coming back for this season. I just figured we were done with her after like the dumpster fire of an episode that we got last season. But like um, when uh, I saw Pina Hamper, you could hear my in like heard the name Pina Hamper in this episode. You could literally hear my eyes roll. Like, right? Did I roll my eyes so, so, so big that you could hear them? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, God dang it. Oh, I, I, you know, I thought that this show was doing better, right? Right? Last season was good. Season three. Like a market improvement. We just had that one random unicorn in there. Right, and this season has been all over the place, hasn't it? I mean, it's been trending 
average, right? I mean, yeah, but it's been like it's been we had like high, then low, then high, then low, and like between the three of us, me, you, and David, we're like we can't agree. Like I'm high on an episode where you two aren't, or you guys are high on an episode where I'm not. It's it's been all over the place. Yeah, but you know, I think I'm I think I'm there with you, Chase. Like maybe like a five point two. 5.25 Okay Okay Yeah I mean this is just I mean The thing about ratings that I just want to point out to people That are like I don't want you to get like all bent out of shape I mean like you're entitled to your opinions But you gotta remember like Ratings are very subjective right Like they are in the it's- eye of the beholder arbitrary and reductive exactly i mean this is this is just us i mean truly like whether it's this series it's discovery it's picard it's strange new worlds whatever it is there are going to be things that we love that you hate and vice versa and that is totally okay so don't take this as an indictment because i want to i want to come back to like i mean we can see it and I mean, y'all can't, but like we keep records of like the ratings that we give and like looking at season three right now, I mean, we had like a lot of eights and nines, like all over the place. Like we were singing the show's praises there for like a hot second, like except for like the one unicorn episode, right? That Eric just highlighted, which was mathematically perfect redemption where we just flamed the heck out of that thing. And this, I don't think this is necessarily that level of of a rate. I mean, of an of an episode, but I mean, it it gets close-ish to it. So, but I mean, that's that's that. I mean, I want to end the show on on a high note. Uh, by the way, and that is, you know, we've just talked lower decks. Okay, Lower Decks is almost over. We have three episodes left of this season. And uh, we still don't have any news on, you know, when the, the writers, or not the writers, the, the, um, Sa- the SAG-AFTRA strike is going to end. Wait, it didn't end? I thought it ended. No, no. Writer, the Writers Guild, WGA, ended, but SAG-AFTRA hasn't ended. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we don't know when that's going to end, but we do have a glimmer of good news, and that is Star Trek Prodigy has been picked up, by the way. By, by Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Which is interesting, because, like, has Netflix ever done a weekly release, or are they, as every single one of their shows, a dump all at once? Um, don't ask me how I know this, but yes, they have done a weekly release of at least what, one wh- show that I know. What show is weekly? Power Rangers. They do Power Rangers weekly. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I did but not know that. yeah, so like Power Rangers Dino Fury was um, one of the more recent shows. I don't know if they did it like prior to that because like they've been carrying Power Rangers kind of exclusively on Netflix recently. Mm-hmm. But. Um, like Cosmic Fury, which is like the show to end current Power Rangers franchise, that was a dump. But like Dino Fury was a weekly thing t- 
to my understanding. Okay. So, so it'll I'm be just... interesting. It'll be interesting if it is a dump, right? Right, because for... that's that's totally new to this this era of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Right, and like, mm-hmm. what does that mean for like recording? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you trust well, us that we didn't go on and watch the next episode before we? Sure. Because like, because no, because I this I, this is off topic, but I remember. Um, back when I was listening to another and like House of Cards was on and it was in like it's it's heyday right I don't know with the season four whatever whatever and there was this pod they were they were claiming that they would watch one episode go record the podcast without having like you know watch the next episode but they were doing like predictions on what you think would happen in the next episode and one of them predicted that some character that was in one episode in season one would make a reappearance and it was like totally like you obviously watched the next episode before you before you said that like and like nobody's believing you that you didn't sure sure the thing i don't know how many people know this but like for um what was it the first I think two seasons of Star Trek Discovery, Netflix was like foot in the bill for like a lot of production, or at least they were like, they had like a good, like close to a lion's share of, of like the funding for it. And they had like the distribution rights um, internationally for Discovery in those early days, um, apart from what would have been CBS All Access at the time. Um, and then there was like something that like fell through and Netflix didn't carry it um, after that. And that's when we found, you know, Paramount Plus becoming the new thing and Paramount Plus going international, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's not abnormal for the idea of Star Trek, a Star Trek property to be on Netflix, especially new slash current Star Trek streaming to be on Netflix. I mean, I mean, didn't didn't um, Prodigy appear internationally on Netflix? Uh, that I don't know. Like after the fact, like you know, not like when it was premiering in the U.S. Maybe, but I know, I know that Paramount Plus. No, well, yeah, because Prodigy was ripped. I don't know, Eric. I don't know. You know, the thing that I'm I'm genuinely curious about, like for our international listeners, uh, that still put up with us, it when, I, seriously, like please write to us, call whatever. Please clue us in to your experience with, like, Discovery, for instance, if you watched it on Netflix. What was that experience like? Did they dump it all at once? Or was it a week-to-week or some f- semblance of it? Please let us know, because that would be a great clue to what could be when Season 2 of Prodigy drops on Netflix. I mean, we're going to have the first season is going to drop. It's going to, like, show up, like, uh, before the end of 2023. Um, at least here in the United States. Um, <clears throat> and then sometime in 2024, no date has been determined yet that I've seen in the press um, for when that's going to drop for 2024. But Prodigy's back, baby. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to hear that. Because, I mean, it was, already, it was already filmed. I mean, you know, like, why not put it out there? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Eric... I have some more good news for you. What's that? We have a Tapole. Oh, a Tapole. Yeah. I gotta figure out what my new little voice sound is. Fascinating. 
less and less. <laughs> Just the faces he's making right now. I'm I trying wish to I... do one eyebrow, but I can't. I can only get both of mine move. I can't do the teal. Ah, uh, whatever. All right, so... <laughs> All right, so the very important question, uh, the logical uh, question, of course, was to ask this. Who is your favorite... <laughs> Can't even get the question out. No, no. Who is your favorite evil, malevolent AI from Star Trek Lower Decks? Is it Agamus? Badgie or Peanut Hamper? I mean, obviously, it's Agamus, right? You so sure about that? Well, I mean, it's my choice. I mean, I don't think listeners of our podcast like Peanut Hamper, okay? So I don't think Peanut Hamper is going to win. Okay. And Badgie, like, I feel like people forgot about. Do people forget about Badgie? I don't know. But like, how do you forget about Jeffrey Combs and Agamus? Right. It's a it's a recency effect potentially, you know. Right. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Well, this is gonna end real quick. <laughs> the results are in, and it is only logical that the winner, with one hundred percent of the vote, <laughs> is Agamus. <laughs> Yeah. There we go. I mean, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's it. That's the show, dude. That's that's it. So <laughs> that's the show. That's the show. <laughs> I say, I say, that's all, folks. That's all I gotta say about that. All right. Well, uh, Eric, as always, thanks, man, for for talking Trek with me and for uh, everyone else out there listening. Yeah, you know, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. We really hope you enjoyed just you're enjoying the show, both Lower Decks and our show also. Um, but truly, if you are an international listener, please connect with us. Um, share your thoughts um, and your experiences, even with um, you know Star Trek Discovery when it was on Netflix internationally. Uh, I'd love to hear about that. But yeah, tell us your opinion. Get in contact with us at uh, trtvpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also send us a voice only to 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute limit before evil cackling ensues because you didn't finish in time. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, make sure it gets to the Lone Star Station. You know, no evil Tyrannicillus AIs or nothing like that, but, you know, like a nice little trowel for a Zen garden that Tendi was using. That's cool. Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas, 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.